from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. basketball team but frankly nobody cares about the basketball team so it's still happy down there blake how you doing <laughs> you're right bill you know uh, uh welcome to uh lsu's last day of playing basketball this season bill i think a lot of people are kind of a little bit relieved so um but no spring football starts thursday uh we'll be out there practice and so lsu gets some big news yesterday getting uh former Maryland offensive lineman with 28 stars, Mason Lunsford. Um, so, Bill, they're, you know, they're picking up some steam, and a lot of people fired up about, about Thursday and Brian Kelly going into a second seat. That and the baseball team is performing about like everybody thought they're performing like a team that's contending for a national championship. I know we have a ways to go with that, but they're playing like that right now. Very much so, and I think, Bill, the question that everybody had coming into the season was, I think that you knew eventually the bats would start really heating up, which they have been, and I know that they played some inferior opponents uh, in that, but Bill Butler had a couple of guys that threw 94, 95 miles an hour. They were painting corners, and Dylan Cruz took a, a, a fastball, 94-mile-an-hour fastball the other night, low and outside, right on the corner, right on the edge, and he took it to deep center. Tommy Tanks finally getting his bat rolling. Uh, hitting two balls out and right, and now he's getting really hot. So I, I think, Bill, the biggest question was what would the staff look like? You know, there were a lot of question marks around some of the transfer guys like Christian Little and Thatcher Hurd, but Thatcher Hurd's looked really good. Uh, and, and quite honestly, Bill, I think that you can now label Christian Little as your closer of this team who, with all due respect, so far this season has been absolutely lights out. So, they they have a lot of a lot of young guys. They you know they even build. They're they're in a scenario where this rotation is going to have to figure itself out because now you have a guy Nate Ackenhausen from East Oklahoma who Bill shut down Texas and is really shutting down anybody. Bill they can't they can't hit off of him. I, I would be surprised if he's got you know if teams have seven hits on him and seven appearances. So. I mean, it's just been a really good start of the season. And, you know, you got one weekend away until SEC play. 
So, uh, you know, you just need to you know, fine-tune some things before you go into A&M, the A&M week. Blake Rafino with us. Two football, what's the key item or a couple of them for this spring to get done? I, I think, Bill, whether I agree with Brian Kelly or don't, they have offered many centers out of the portal or, or interior offensive linemen. We just talked about Mason Lunsford, and I think that that's going to be the big key, Bill. Now that you've seen Brian Kelly really attack that guard center position, I went back and watched from the Florida just highlights of the Florida game from last year all the way on. When you go into a game like Alabama, Bill, the reason LSU really beat Alabama, the truth is they dominated on a lot of scrimmage with young offensive linemen. That game was really – I don't think we're talking enough about, from an LSU perspective, how dominating they were uh, in that game and in a lot of those games with a lot of those young freshmen. So, Bill, I think the question right now that a lot of people are asking is, did Brian, is Brian Kelly building what Notre Dame was known for in the offensive line with what LSU has struggled at mightily because the state – and look, Bill, I'm one of them, and I will tell you the truth. We just don't produce offensive linemen. But you, they've gotten so much deeper and better in, uh, uh, in that area. Bill, you're going to have two backups next season that in a combined probably has more than 45 to 50 starts that aren't, guys are, aren't going to be starters. So now you sit in a scenario where – You've really built quality depth and quality talent at that position. And, Bill, I'm not even mentioning Lance Hurd, the, the number one recruit in the state of Louisiana, who is a bona fide five-star, and I think that ultimately will start next season. So I, I just think that there's a lot of people looking at that position because of how bad it had been in the last couple of seasons. And even though they had some really good moments, but now you sit in a scenario where an offensive line, a lot of people are intrigued by that. But, Bill, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't tell you. Uh, Thursday when we go into practice, I'm going to that DB room, right? I, I'm going into that DB room. I want to see what they have there. they got multiple, uh, a couple of players that are obviously qualified guys, a couple of former five stars that are on the team now. So I, I think lines that you're going to be watching out for. Uh, but I think that those are the two biggest going into here because Brian Kelly announced yesterday through Wilson Alexander of The Advocate uh, and their exclusive interview, which if you're an LSU fan, you need to go read that article. Wilson did fantastic. Um, Brian Kelly said, look, we think Garrett Nussmeyer's, you know, he's really doing some good things, but I don't think that you've seen the progression of Jane Daniels like we've seen so far. So we'll see as, this, as it progresses, Bill, but I think that those are the two biggest storylines. Now, what kind of access are they giving you guys at practice? Well, um, <laughs> if I don't get in trouble again, uh, I, I think full access. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, this is the same, Bill. I mean, he, you know, to to Brian Kelly's credit, now we didn't we didn't have access during the season to practices and stuff like that. Now we can, you know, interview players and stuff like that uh, on our shows throughout the year. Uh, but he pretty much opens it up. You know, I mean, he, there's not a lot that he wants to hide, really. You know, we've we've been at multiple scrimmages. I think we're going to have all the scrimmages that they'll have this spring. We'll obviously be at the, at the spring game. So pretty, pretty open, um, to say the least. It, it more more on a Nick Saban approach um, from what we are, t- you know, at the time at LSU 
uh, than we've ever had. Because when Les got here, Bill, he shut it down. You had 10 minutes. You were able to get a couple photos, and then he shut it down. So, and, and Ed did the same thing. But Brian Kelly has 1,000% opened it up. Blake Rafino is with us. Blake, based on no conference baseball play, but just perusing college baseball, the SEC, Tom in Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. and, and others have been telling us about how good Wake is. Wake, Wake's a good team. They lost to Coastal Carolina yesterday, but – just have you been able to discern where the power is outside of LSU and maybe Florida? Cool. Yeah, I mean, they're calling them rake fours because they hit so so good. They did lose last night. Bill, I'm, I'm a little intrigued by Alabama a little bit. Um, I, I want to see and, – and look, now, they had not really played anybody now. Um, but they're still undefeated. And, Bill, in baseball, it's really hard to do. Um, so, I, I'm really intrigued by them. But I, I – I, Bill, I, I think I'm going to go to the West Coast. I think Grand Canyon is, is a team that I think I'm, 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 you know, after I'm done with my show and we're done with uh, post-production meetings and it's 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and I'm just sitting up doing some stuff, and, and they're always on. Bill, they can really hit the baseball. They, I mean, from a mid-major, they can really hit. But I think the biggest team from an SEC perspective or teams that I've seen, and, you know, just up close and personal – Bill, I'm really intrigued by Ole Miss again. They, they've had multiple games where they've hit five to six to seven home runs in a game. They're never out of it, ever. Now, they lost to Louisiana Tech, and there was some controversy on some things that happened there. But regardless of that, they really hit the ball. If they can find their rotation, you know, they might be one of the most dangerous teams in the SEC, if not, the entire, not in all the baseball. Now, they struggled a little out of the gate in pitching. They had to replace some dudes. But, Bill, when you're talking from a one-through-nine lineup that can mash, Bill, that last game against Maryland, there was a combined, I think, 11 or 12 home runs. Ole Miss had eight of them, right? And so you get into a part where, Bill, when you're throwing, when you're throwing stuff up there and it's going 350 to 400 feet, I, I, I mean, it, it's just a really big thing for them. So I'm really intrigued by two teams in the SEC, that being undefeated Alabama and Ole Miss. Are you shocked by but, Tennessee? A little, a little. Bill, when we talk, me and you and I, you know, the fact that they're not hitting six through nine or five through nine is a, is really concerning for me. I, I, I kind of took a step back in the sense of I thought that they would ultimately get things rolling, right? But, Bill, you're, you're kind of, I mean, we're into a scenario where you're almost into SEC playing. If you had figured things out against lower-level opponents, then, yeesh. I, I, that's not good. Um, but, Bill, I'm going to just tell you this now. <laughs> they still got dudes. So, it only, take, it only takes, you know, you getting hot and getting a couple of, a couple of guys to get some confidence because they have the talent. But I am surprised. Bill, I, I will tell you the team that I'm more surprised about, and you mentioned just a minute ago, is, is Florida. I, I did not think that Florida would look this sharp this early. But they got the Waldrop kid from, from uh, Southern Miss that I saw in person multiple times last season. Then they got Caglione, who, who's probably, one, you know, I, probably the best freshman in the country right now uh, with what he's doing at the plate and on the mound. So um, they, they're in a tough, tough, tough division. I mean, I don't see them beating Vandy in Florida and, and, and even maybe LSU in a weekend series. Bill, I think that there's – there's some. There should be a little bit concern coming out of Tennessee. 
Blake Rafino checks in with us each and every Wednesday. Blake, tell everybody how they can get your content, your shows, everything. Yep, the SEC show, the college football show. We talk all of college football. Rafino and Joe show. Bill, we're giving away $200. So go to YouTube, subscribe there. AYS Sports, we're always covering LSU. So go there and subscribe as well for your chance to win. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Good stuff, man. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. Good time. There he is, Mr. Blake Rafino, who is carving a name for himself. He's been doing it. He has carved a name for himself. He has done a fantastic job. And I'm glad a few years ago when we got that tip down in Louisiana, Bill, you need to check this guy out. And I didn't know him, anything about him, never heard of him. And I just happened to be in that mood. I'm going to check this out. I just did, and it was five seconds, I can tell. Dude's good. Dude's really good. All right, we'll clear the rest of the way. Still trying to get J-Book for tomorrow. TJ will be with us, trying to get J-Book, though, as well. Bunch we can talk about. Omni Nashville Hotel. dream paying off your credit card remodeling your kitchen exploring the rainforest of costa rica whatever your dreams they take some planning and state farm agent austin hardy is right here in the middle tennessee community to lend a hand as your local good neighbor he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream so whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world call state farm agent austin hardy here in the middle tennessee community like a good neighbor state farm is there are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Galton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I purchase has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. 
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's a Bill King show. Of course, you know what kicks in right after recruiting, and it accelerates, and that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens, but if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The world's largest indoor cocktail party, The Bill King Show. Trying to get a call here. Armageddon is with us. Now, I'm just going to speak for the audience. Armageddon is banned at Vanderbilt. Any event. It could be... Uh, Cocktail party on the main lawn. Doesn't matter. He's not invited. He's he's banned at all sporting events. But I would say this, Armageddon. Do you understand that most of the planet Earth would not want to go to Vanderbilt to any event? So you're they really don't feel bad for you. You're really not being punished. Morning, Bill. How we doing? <laughs> Does that put perspective on your situation? Well, you know, Bill, it's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm the only caller into this show, I think, am I not, that's banned from his own school? Uh, yeah, now, Jeff and the Burroughs banned from the show, but that's not what you're talking about, right? Yeah, you're talking about from his school. I think so. Yes, you're the only one that we know of. Yes. If you remember up in the suite at Commitments, you know, I wore that moniker proudly. I, I told everybody that. I was the only person there that was banned from their own school. That's true. That's when we were doing the introductions, right? Yes. <clears throat> I will be present and accounted for at the SEC tournament tonight and tomorrow night, though, Bill. Yeah, they can't ban you from that. That's not their jurisdiction. Correct. Uh, Bill, I wanted to ask you about, um, and this is you know kind of just my take, you appear to uh, follow the Vandy boys, you know, pretty closely. Um, I continue to uh, think that maybe Corbs uh, is being loyal to a fault to Mike Baxter, his hitting coach. They're, they're hitting, if you remember last year, Bill, it just wasn't there. And it appears to have been, you know, very inconsistent 
so far again this year. Uh, and a couple of games, you know, the bullpen hasn't been uh, the strongest. Uh, but I'm really curious to see, you know, especially now going into conference play, you know, next weekend. I'm just kind of curious to see how baseball season is going to go, you know, for Corps this year. I, I don't think since the national championship of what was it, 2019, which would be his second, but but just an incredible run by Vanderbilt. They have not been the same. Uh, they're pitching, and and think about it now. They well, they got to another championship with Rocker and and Lighter, and and got to the last game with Rocker and and lost to Mississippi State. But they haven't been the same since then. Um, whether it's pitching, whether it's hitting, and the rest of the league has also gotten better. Uh, LSU is now back to their dominant ways, I think. Florida is much better again this year, and they're a couple of years removed from a national championship. Tennessee is not as good. Clearly they're not as good. Um, Ole Miss is a problem. Arkansas is always a problem. And we can go on and on and on. It's it's a nasty, deep league, and Vanderbilt is caught in that now without superior personnel, which is kind of different. We're, we're used to Vanderbilt in baseball recruiting like Alabama does in football. And for whatever Correct. reason, they're not playing like that. They're just not. Yeah, I think <clears> – correct me if I'm wrong. You might know better, better than me, Bill uh, – I think once we start, you know, next weekend against the Rebels, I think Vandy's three uh, starting starters, you know, for, for SEC series are all lefties. Is that correct? Uh, after Carter Holden, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not You've sure. you got Fratelli? I think, I think you're for- right. But now is that set? Is there three? Is there Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Is that set after Carter Holden? Yeah, Fratelli, I think, is going to be one. And then there's a kid, uh, I think, that's possibly even maybe a freshman that's a lefty that could be, you know, possibly in that rotation. Right. And Ole Miss comes in here with a wicked hitting lineup. Wicked. Bill, you know, yesterday somebody uh, – uh, I was listening to the show, and yet somebody was saying something about who gets the maddest, you know, when their team loses. And Jeff in the borough was, you know, thrown in there. And uh, I can't remember, you know, who this was. But I'd like to throw myself in there. You know, I get a little heated, obviously, you know, when, when Bandy loses. You know, I like – it's been – I've been known to, you know, give the number one salute to people, you know. Correct. Your, yours is on uh, – it's captured in a photo. Everybody sees it. <laughs> anyway, have a good day, Bill. All right, man. Yeah, his is – anytime anybody wants it, just pull it up on Twitter. That'll be Armageddon right there. Tom in Myrtle Beach says, currently reading the book Above the Line by Herbs. That'd be for everybody, Urban Meyer. What he says about leadership is so true. And that is what the Buckeyes lack right now. Leadership builds championships. 
and it's a few sentences in the book. The defining characteristic of every championship team is leadership. Leadership isn't a difference maker. It is the difference maker. Talent will get you about seven or eight wins. Discipline pushes it to nine. But when you add leadership, that's when the magic happens. And that comes from earlier. Sam Dog, yeah, brought it up. The best locker room and team situation is when you have accountability on the team from the team. Not the coach has to come in and scream hellfire and brimstone to everybody. Now, that happens, but it's best served when you have leaders in the locker room. couple of dudes, could be one dude, could be a couple, that everybody knows you listen to this guy. Do not disappoint this guy. Don't do it. And you can't make that happen. It happens organically. And Tom says that's a problem they have at Ohio State, is is who is the dominant leader. Now, again, dominant leader doesn't necessarily have to be a dominant player. A lot of dominant players aren't real vocal. They're not all screamers, right? They're not comfortable standing in a locker room and saying, hey, guys, uh, everybody, I'm about to stand up here, and you're going to listen, or we're going to fight. Not everybody's like that, right? It's only a few like that, and, and sometimes teams don't have them. And it has to emerge. But the best situation is when you have a player or a couple of dudes who everybody absolutely respects and is kind of afraid of, maybe. Like, don't cross this guy. That's better than the coach having to scream at everybody all the time. It's much better. Jim in Jupiter, Billy, spring game plans up in Tallahassee, concert, hanging with my daughter for dinner, hitting mini bars, tailgating like a champ, defending my title as the keg stand champ against the frat brats. Hope to not see one play of football while I'm there. It's a good idea. It's a good plan. Because the football that you're going to see if you do is fake football. I don't enjoy fake football. You know what a spring game reminds me of? Almost. A random all-star game. Which I never watch. I, I'd rather be tortured. Georgia dog. Ask the audience, would you rather play Georgia with Stetson or without him? Says he was the MVP of the Peach Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and twice in the Natty. Georgia fans need to realize how hard it will be to replace Bennett. Bennett is a guy who is not going to overwhelm you with this eye candy talent, right? And that's what we all get accustomed to when we're watching players. In any sport, is wow, what an absolute gifted guy. Maybe it's a baseball player who's just got a sweet lefty swing. 
maybe it's a basketball player who's just can do anything. Long, athletic, can shoot, can get to the rim, can defend. When you look at Stetson Bennett, you really don't see any of that. But what you don't take into account is how many times, which is not really gradable, this guy works it out. This guy figures it out to the tune of two natties. Now, he had a lot of talent around him. No question. Now, the flip side of the Stetson Bennett praise is, what would he do on a regular SEC roster? And the answer is, he wouldn't get much done. But I think Georgia Dog's point is, just because he's on a team with all this talent doesn't mean you can just plug anybody in there and do it. He deserves credit for what he's accomplished. Somebody had to quarterback that team, and they had a lot of recruits, all of them with way more high school notoriety than he'll ever have. But they chose to stick with him as the quarterback, and it was the right decision. What if Georgia Dog is right to the point of we get in there next year and all these star quarterbacks from Georgia are going to fight it out for that job? And whoever gets it, or maybe they go through one or two before they get to the right one, right? What if, in retrospect, they don't play as well? At least they have the talent, but the thing doesn't click as well as when Stetson Bennett was there. Now, I'm not predicting that, but what if we get there and that's the case? Now, I still don't think they're going to lose a game. (laughs) Good thing about Georgia is if that happens – you're still probably not going to lose a regular season game. You don't have to lose a game to learn your lesson there. Johnny Vegas says, yes, Bill. So far, Vandy's weekend starters have all been lefties. Kevin in Mule Town. Bill, Jeff in the Borough gets mad, though, when his team wins. It's weird. I got a uh, email from Jeff in the Borough. Tug in Section 49 tweeted yesterday, hey, I'm coming to the borough. I think he said, what, in April? And I'm going to be there for a couple of days. Give me some ideas where I ought to go eat. So I put that out there for people to give him suggestions. I got an email from Jeff in the borough. It was tame. No, it was tame. Hey, Bill, tell... Tug, if he is in the borough, go to Toots. It's great food, wings, fried pickles, burgers, baskets, all kinds of fish, seafood. Also, for something to wash it down, try the 96er, 96 ounces of cold beer, your favorite brew, several locations in Rutherford County, three in the borough. And he names a couple of other places. He says, tell him to send me an email and I might buy him lunch. I know that you won't tell him, though, because you say I'm banned. Signed, Jeff in the borough. That's relatively tame right there. He sent that sometime yesterday. I didn't see it 
until b- before the show this morning. That was a tame Jeff in the Borough. Very tame. Josh in Picktown, Ohio. Bill, 19 LSU, 05 Texas. Council Bluffs today, 2 o'clock, go. Boy, because you're talking, now think about this. Vince Young versus Joey Burrow, all those receivers, and wow. Well, Top to bottom, that LSU team had more weapons. But that was the Texas Southern Cal infamous Rose Bowl, which was an incredible game. Boy, oh boy. I uh, and, and let's face it now, we've got a lot of data, and Joe Burrow was a much better quarterback than Vince Young. Now, as a college quarterback, that's arguable because there's not a – let's put it this way. I don't know that we've seen many better athletes at quarterback in college than Vince Young. Michael Vick would be one. I just mean just breathtaking athleticism, right? Tyler Murray would be one. I'm talking about they can beat you. A minute to go, down six, and they can score from 80, running the ball themselves and just destroy you in green grass. But my inclination is to take LSU. That's a generational offense. Lots of points in that game. I don't think 40 wins that game either way. I will get the break. Clear. All way out there. Not the Nashville Hotel. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual pie customer. The other workers' comp insurance company, they were going to reclassify our business, and then they were going to charge me $50,000. Meet Natalie, owner of The Carpentry Shop. Shocked by an unexpected bill, she knew it was time to switch her workers' comp provider. That's when she found Pi Insurance. When we got the quote back from Pi, it was a sigh of relief. They put us in a policy where we fit. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you could save at IWantPi.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. I'm grateful that there's a company out there that's willing to insure us little guys because every dollar counts. With Pi Insurance, you get pricing and coverage made for small businesses. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. 
Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. It's, so it's Miss Amy now for everybody, uh, right? Apparently it's, it's Miss Amy. Amy. It's Miss Amy, Miss Amy. I call her AAS. I call her owner. Uh, and then, uh, the boss. You know what she is? She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I, uh, she, Damn, uh, bro. She knows, oh, she's, she oh, she's a gangster. Uh, oh, she knows what she She's doing. a gangster. She knows what she's doing. Yep. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. If it's the P5, the G5, or a neutral site game in Council Bluffs, the Bill King Show has it covered. As they get Jaheim Singletary, DB, transferred from Georgia. Says L-Dog Singletary, very talented, just too many players in front of him in Athens, but he's a very good player. Hoping Pittman has a big bounce back year this year. Us dogs are always rooting for Coach Sam Pittman. Arkansas is a fantastic lesson on the follow-through that I preach all the time here. And here's how that goes. You have a team, Arkansas, that had been struggling a couple of years back. Sam Pittman gets the job. Obviously, Burt couldn't get it done. And you had the whole Bobby P thing prior, but, but – Pittman comes in, not a lot of fanfare. He's an offensive line coach. But immediately you can tell 
in year one that culturally they're back. They're tough. Not a whole lot of athletes yet, but they're tough. And you can just tell the way they're playing. Even in games that they don't win, you can just tell. Arkansas's looking different now. They're physical. There's a cultural transformation taking place. And I'm impressed. I got to admit, when they hired him, I was not cheerleading it. I was lukewarm at best. Year two, they had a wonderful year. I mean, they were physical. K.J. Jefferson came into his own. I ran the ball. Defense was salty. Lines of scrimmage, physical. Remember that? I mean, that was a tough team. So, 22 is going to be the next jump, right? This is a team, maybe this team's number two in the West. Maybe. Now, remember, everybody thought A&M was going to be two in the West this last year. Not LSU, which LSU actually ended up number one in the West. But, But my point is, with Arkansas rising like that in year two and looked very good, remember? The follow-through is so hard. What happened last year? Defense was not salty. Back end was pathetic on that defense. Offense had its physicality moments but wasn't consistent. Couldn't keep the quarterback healthy. Passing game, a couple of notches down. And a very disappointing season. And... That is the whole concept that I talk about of the follow-through. When you see a team rise up, the trick is always, okay, first compliment them. You're making noise here. You're rising up. But the trickier element to it all is, now let me see you maintain it. And a lot of times you see what happened to Arkansas. Lots of examples of this fall right back. Now, maybe this year they uh, make another run at being a threat of some sort, okay, Uh, to to ruin some seasons. They're not going to be good enough to win the West, period. But to be a problem, could that happen this year? Jefferson's back. Keep him healthy and all that. I mean, could it? Perhaps. But you got to remember this year, just look at the West. Alabama, A&M's not going 5-7 and seven again. If they do, we're talking about a different coach. LSU's a big problem, a huge problem for everybody now. And Auburn, I think, is going to start making a move. They're not going to be ready this year, but that's a good hire. Regardless of what people think about Hugh, the dude, he's a hell of a coach. And I think Mississippi State's going to be a doorbat. That's a horrific situation. And I didn't like what they did with that hire at all. At all. And Ole Miss is going to be a problem, even though baby Kiff did not have a follow-through either this last year. In many ways. I mean, in many capacities, they weren't able to. And down the stretch, what did they lose? Was it five of their last six or something after starting off 6-7-0? and So the follow-through is the trickiest part of it all when you're rising up. Yeah, when you're rising up. 
Greg down there in Florida. Ubergeddon and Jeff and the Burl Bill stabbed me in the ear with a pitchfork. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I got you. By the way, speaking of Tony Valls, he's mad. Then he ought to be. Valls are not right now playing like any kind of contender. After what they've done the last couple of years. Got to the College World Series two years ago. Last year, one game away. And were ranked number one for most of the season. And deserve to be ranked number one. This team here, a long way off. I mean a long way off. Base running like a bunch of, again, have you ever coached a little league team? About like an 8U team. The bats are incredibly inconsistent. They'll go innings without a hit. They'll have a big inning and then go several other innings without a hit. This team, I'm t- the SEC is so nasty. I-, I see five or six teams at least that I think right now are better than Tennessee if they played a series right now. Tony Bowles after the game, not happy either. Don't blame him. Yeah, he's got to do something. He's got to do something. I don't know what the answer is, but he's got to he's got to shake it up somehow. Omni Nashville Hotel. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Welcome to Smashville. Join us at Bridgestone Arena coming up Thursday, March 16th for St. Patrick's Day as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Make sure you purchase the special St. Paddy's Day pack. It's presented by Corner Pub and it's available now at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. The pack includes two tickets to the game, $20 in Nash cash, and $1 lucky one scotch ales at downtown Corner Pub starting at just $129. Let's go Preds. 
With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. (laughs) Oh, I hate that so much. Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. spends more time staring at depth charts than any man in any universe ever. It's Bill King. Jay Book tomorrow, 820. TJ with us also every Thursday. So good news there. Just got a confirmation a couple of minutes ago from Jay Book, who is with Buck Nuts. Looking forward to that. All you Buckeye fans, all you Big Ten fans, look forward to that. All you college ball fans, period. He's good. Kirkland down in lovely middle Georgia. Bill. With all these projected first-round talents in the SEC, look who ended up leading the league in quarterbacking. Any guess? Stetson Bennett, the fourth bill. Yeah, his legacy is incredible. How many quarterbacks, if we were able to go through time, How many quarterbacks will have forever next to their name two national championships? And I'm talking about you were the starting quarterback. It's okay if you were on the team, you didn't get to play too. That's fine. You can talk about that. Just being part of it is is wonderful too. But you were the leader. You were the starter. I mean, probably less than – a tenth of a percent of NFL quarterbacks who have more talent than Stetson Bennett probably, but can't say they were part of two national championships in college. I mean, most can't say you're part of one. Tom Brady didn't win one. Peyton Manning didn't win one. Eli Manning didn't win one. Did Drew Brees? Joe Montana did, right? But Dan Marino didn't win one. Now, those Pittsburgh teams were good enough to win in the early 80s, but he didn't win one. John Elway never won one. Didn't win one. Now, he was at Stanford where you're not going to win one. But those are the generational best quarterbacks, right? 
Patrick Mahomes did win one. Now he's got Super Bowls, <laughs> plural, but he's in Lubbock, Texas. You're not going to win a natty there. Kyler Murray didn't win one. Man, it's it's hard, man. It's it's to have two forever next to your name is an incredible legacy. What's going to be interesting is when we get through the spring, and it's like I've said, you don't want to have to name somebody in the spring because you want to keep that room intact. You want everybody to think they're in it. They're alive. Whenever we properly adjudicate the quarterback situation in Georgia with all this talent, and then we get on the field. It's going to be interesting to watch them. And, again, they're going to be heavily favored against everybody they play. In the regular season schedule, they're a double-digit minimum favorite against everybody. Now, we don't know who they play in the postseason and all that. But but in the regular season, we know. We've got their schedule. So they don't even have to play well at quarterback, maybe, to beat everybody on their schedule right now. But it's going to be interesting to watch and see what the sentiment is. Oh, so this kid's got more talent. Look at what they can do. Stetson Bennett couldn't do that. Or will it be things aren't clicking? This kid's got more talent, supposedly. He's got more stars next to his name, but things don't click quite the same. What's missing? I mean, this guy's got all the accolades. Everybody told this guy from the time he was a eighth grader how good he was. Stetson Bennett couldn't even make the kindergarten kickball team, and look what he got done. That's going to be very fun to watch and to see how all of that develops. I'm I'm thinking that it's going to go relatively smooth. It's I mean, it's Georgia. They're so well coached. They've got plenty of talent. There's not a weakness anywhere. I mean, where's the weakness? What's what do you look you look at Georgia and go, man, you better fix that dude. They're pretty well off everywhere, right? Yeah, they're 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 in good shape pretty much across the board. Hour three is coming up right after the top of the hour break. Tom in Myrtle Beach, you think Jay Book is pumped up about Ohio State and Michigan to get to the Frozen Four? The road to the Natty goes through Ann Arbor. Let's go Buckeyes. And that is for this Saturday. Ohio State at Michigan. Hockey. Hockey. Now, the problem with that, me being a Southern boy, is that I just have not adapted to any of the hockey. Now, a lot of, I'll tell you what, Nashville has absolutely embraced the Preds, and they're not very good right now, but but Nashville loves them. I hear people all the time talking about the Preds here. I just have never adapted, uh, and I, I, I respect that organization. I just, I don't find that entertaining. I can't watch it. Yeah, I don't, I just, I just don't. For me, I just can't do it. Greg says, Bill, thanks for the baseball talk. Going to be a great season. Go game. Well, yeah, but what, what about Tony Balls? 
We're gonna we're close to an implosion. Tony, ball, it's been a while since Tony's had a roster that couldn't put a ball on the tee and hit it, other than Blake Burke and pretty much Jared Dick. No, no, Christian Moore's hitting it too. But this this roster ain't hitting the baseball. Can't run bases to save their lives. That's another frustrating part of it. Hour three, Omni, Friday.